please, I need a place to stay. Please, please, I need a place to stay. It's for myself and my, my pregnant wife. That, and the song you're singing is so beautiful. Did, did someone tell you? Do you, do you know already? Uh, oh, oh, hi. Um, oh, well, please, take, take some rest. Um, please, take some rest. I, oh, I hate interruptions. You have to understand, I've been, we've been traveling for a while alone in, in its dangerous country out there. Oh, oh are, you, are you traveling as well? This is a great stop-off point. Uh, we, were so, we were so glad to, to, to be able to take a place to rest. We heard your songs in the distance and, and it drew us in. Beautiful music. Are you traveling as well? No, maybe? You don't look like you're from around here. Well, let me tell you what's going on. Well, it's important to know where you're at and a little bit of the, the surroundings. Um, you're in Israel right now. And, uh, and Israel is under enemy occupation. Has been for the last couple of years. Uh, the Romans came to town and took things over and, and now they want to know what they've gotten themselves into. So... They're calling a census. They're calling us all back to our hometowns to register. <laughs> yeah, they bit off a little bit more than they can chew with us. Oh, I, I suppose I, I haven't intro really introduced myself. I'm so sorry. Uh, my name is Joseph. I, I'm the son of Jacob, and I'm from a small town near the Galilee. You may have passed it by it on your way here. Small town called Nazareth. It's really not much to talk about, but it's where I'm from. Where am I going? Well, I'm going to the city of Bethlehem. <sighs> Bethlehem. Got family there. Of course, it's where my family's from. Need to register there. Thanks, Rome. There's something that's in me every time that I hear about Bethlehem, about that city that just wells up with pride. They call it the city of David. David, one of Israel's greatest kings. He was, he was a warrior, a man's man. He was a poet. Ah. You know, I, as, an, as an Israelite, I am a, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm an heir to the promises of God. But when you hear my, my father and his father talk, there's, there's royal blood in these veins. They talk about our ancestors and how we come from a line of kings. There's royalty in my family. And I think, about, I think about those days. What if Israel's kingly line wasn't broken? What, what, if, what if I came from a royal family? What if, what if I was still able right now to be the right hand of justice for Israel today? Okay, so my family may not all be that great. There's some doozies in there. I don't know if you ever have family get-togethers to, get where uh, there's that family member that you just don't talk about. You know, we've got, uh, got several of those in my family. My family's kind of a mess. But it's who I am. It's, it's where I'm from. And, you know, I like the thought of being a king. But, you know, it's... It's kind of hard to imagine 
being from a royal lineage when you're swinging a hammer. I'm a carpenter. Like my father and his father before him learned the family trade. There is sawdust and gravel intermingled with this royal blood. But you throw anything at us and we can, we can make something with it. Stone, lumber, doesn't matter. Just this last week, I, uh, I finished chiseling this most amazing manger for one of our local farmers. When I went to deliver it, Reuben, the, the stable hand, he was so impressed that I, I took my hammer while he wasn't looking and I chiseled a little JJ down in the bottom corner. Joseph, Jacob's son. You know, I often wonder, you know, if, if I have the same artistic blood in my veins as David had. Maybe somebody will even recognize that one day, but <laughs> who am I kidding? Carpentry is not kingly work. I'm a nobody from a nobody's town. But it's good work. It's hard work. Pays the bills, puts food on the table, and I've got a family to provide for. I should say I, I will have a, a family to provide for. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to share a little bit of my, my story. I tr- trust me, it's not what you'd expect. I got married uh, a little bit of time ago. Uh, you may have seen my, my wife come in. She's the most pregnant woman in the room right now. The most beautiful, too. I mean, you could search from Dan to Beersheba. I, I'm sorry, you're not from around here. You could search for as far as the east is from the west. You could search from the north to the south, and you'd never find a woman like my Mary. Ah, uh, I think to me that the only thing that outweighs her beauty is her character and her humility. But you know, I didn't always think that. I, ha- I had my doubts. Uh, about Mary, that is. You just never expect to get the news that I got. So let me just set the stage for you. Uh, where I come from, uh, when a man is, is, is preparing to get married, he goes off with his father and they prepare a place for, for the two to come together as one in. This goes back and and traces back to the very beginning where God told Adam and Eve that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united as one with his wife. And let me tell you, my father and mother were ready for me to leave, especially after uh, my dad and I worked together for a while. I mean, this is not difficult work for us. We, We do this every day. We're carpenters, right? And so I remember we spent this time just building this house and and every day I thought it was done. I was ready to bring my bride home. I was ready to be finished. And every time that I would go to my father and ask if it was time, he'd he'd chuckle. He'd say, no, son, just, just a little bit more time. A little bit more attention to detail. Just wait a little bit longer and I grown dad come on it's done and he would smile and he would tell me stories of his father and when he and his father worked together and how much he longed for that day of completion he told me son mary's worth the wait just like your mother was it'll be okay and so we worked and worked and worked for what seemed to be like an eternity. And then, then I got the news. 
Mary is pregnant. Pregnant by by what man? It it wasn't me. Who has done this to my bride? Who would do something like that? Such a thing, I don't know about where you come from, but such a thing is not done in Israel. I was enraged, I was infuriated at the thought of someone taking advantage of my wife-to-be. Why, if I knew who that man was, I'm a carpenter, I know my way around a hammer. Or maybe it was one of those godless Romans. They would have a thing or two coming. They didn't know what they got themselves into. No, no. It's not my place to take a life. It'll be God's to avenge. He would be my justice and my peace. And the sicker I felt about this, I thought, what if she did this willingly? What if she had, I couldn't, was it too much to ask her to wait? Did, did, did I take too long? It, it was like somebody had taken the very heart out of my chest and left me as a husk of a man. I was angry and I was hurt and I was frustrated. I didn't know what to do. You know, there are, there are laws where I come from about this type of thing. I could have her publicly humiliated and executed. No, no, I can't do that. I care too much about her. No, 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 There's, there are other ways. The law of Moses gives us, gives us room for divorce in this. It would be quiet, we'd keep it simple, we'd go our separate ways. She'd have her child, and I'd move on. Seems Israel's pretty good about doing that. And her excuse? Let's just say, it's not what I expected. She, she said that an angel of the Lord that one who has been in the presence of the Most High, one who has seen the Holy of Holies, came to her and he called her highly favored by the Lord. You have to imagine that I was pretty incredulous in hearing this because God has been so silent in Israel these days. Why would he choose us? We're nobodies from a nobody town. What good could come out of Nazareth? That's what everyone says. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, what, what if this was just a, a clever excuse? What, what if she was trying to protect me from doing something stupid? No. I couldn't. 
I can't go on with this. I needed time to think. So Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and let me tell you, that's a story for another time. It's a good one. And I needed time to think. As I thought, I remembered, I remembered hearing a rabbis talk about Messiah, about a deliverer that God would send. And if there was ever a time that we needed one, it was now I understood that. And then I remember the words of the rabbi who said that this would be a sign that the virgin would be with child. And Why us? We're not royalty. Not anymore. We don't have the influence of kings. Wouldn't it be better if he was born in a, in a different place? Wouldn't he be better if he was born in Jerusalem? To somebody with influence. We have none. We have no political power. How could God do something through us? And then it was my turn for a visit. (laughs) The angel identified himself as Gabriel. It's the same one that came to Mary. (laughs) And he assured me that everything that Mary said was true. Everything that she said was true. And you can imagine my relief because I'd been in this place where I'd wrestled with this, this just the heartache of what had happened to Mary, to the thought of betrayal, to the elation of Messiah. And, and finally, finally, some resolve. He told me that it would be, it would be like Mary said. And that I was to give him the name Jesus. Now, I don't know about where you're from, but where I'm from, names mean everything. It's, it's, like, it's almost like it's your destiny. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. What an appropriate name for this time in Israel. The Lord saves. I remember thinking, thinking about all of the long line of family and kings and misfits and the mess that I've come from. (laughs) A king born into a mess. Who'd believe it? But then I remembered my ancestor Boaz and how they called him a a kinsman redeemer. How he he stood in the gap for for a, a Moabite woman, a Moabite widow. He protected her, he provided for her, he was her salvation. And I know people won't believe us The Pharisees will probably have us stoned for blasphemy. Our families will probably look at us in shame, but I didn't care. I knew what I had to do. I married her. I married Mary. 
And here we are, hardly the way to spend a honeymoon, on the way to Bethlehem. Yeah, it's not the trip we planned. It's a little bit of an interruption. It's been a lot of interruptions lately. But I wonder what would have happened if I would have listened first. I wish I would have learned a little bit of that obedience and humility from Mary. You know what she told me? She said, when the angel, when the angel told her the news, at first she asked, how is this possible? And then she said, may it be as you have said. I wish, I wish that I had listened and been that open to God first. Probably would have saved me a lot of headache and heartache. You know, maybe there will be a next time. I know God always uses our failures and turns them into something new. I mean, look at my history. Look at, our, look at the history of Israel. It's a history of that. I think of how much this Jesus has already changed my life. So much has changed. So much is different now. I'm anticipating so much too. Now, this may be the last you hear of me, but I bet that sometime down the road you'll hear of Jesus, about the man that he becomes, about what God does in him and through him. And I hope, like Mary, that we're all open to the radical, incredible, amazing things that God wants to do that are so outside of ourselves. Well, I, I've interrupted your time here this morning. And, and, and musicians, please, I, I know Mary really liked that song that she heard when we were on our way in here. And it looks like there's a caravan that's heading towards Bethlehem. And, and so I, I need to leave to, to make sure that we can travel safely there. But, but as I leave, I'd like to pray a blessing over us today. Oh God, Lord of heaven and earth, you are the one who takes the simplest of things. You take nobodies. You take losers and dropouts. You take the mess and you're not afraid of it. You actually step into it. And so God, I pray that we are all impacted by this child, this Jesus, and that our daily reality is that the Lord saves every day in our lives through him and because of him. God bless this group. And may we all go from here a different way than when we came. Amen. Be blessed on your travels, neighbors. Be blessed, friends, as you go.
Christmas Eve, 4 o'clock, Christmas Day, 10 o'clock. You can come to both or either or, but we want to invite you to come back. So let's be dismissed with God's blessing. Now may the love of God the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship and power of the Holy Spirit be with all who are in Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.